to Radio TFS, episode 28, The Christmas Special with Jeff Beeler. I'm Mickey Gousset, and with me today is Martin Woodward. Hi, Martin. Hey there. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Paul could not join us today, but he's here with us in spirit. We are super excited to be recording this show again. We have a lot of, of news that you may or may not have heard of, and we've got a very special guest that we're thrilled to have with us. But before we get to him, I thought we'd just catch up with what's going on in the world of Martin and Mickey. So what's happening with you, Martin? Oh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you might have noticed, the, the keen listeners might have noticed there was no Radio TFS uh, in November. And that's because um, Team Prize was busy getting bored in November by um, a, a small Redmond-based company called Microsoft. So um, I'm now officially a, uh, a Microsoft employee. So you are officially a blue badge now. Indeed, I'm, I'm actually sat here looking at my blue badge as we speak. So uh, has your has your life changed much in the past month? Um, surprisingly not. <laughs> it sounds a bit it sounds a bit odd, but they've um the the TFS team. I so I report into sort of uh, Brian Harry's group, you know, in the TFS team, and um they've been very good at sort of picking up the development team from Team Prize. All, all the developers came over from Team Prize. Um, and Microsoft acquired, you know, acquired the assets of Team Prize and, and all the develop, hired all the developers. And so we all came over in a, you know, in a big team already working. So we kind of just stopped work on the code base one day, you know, checked it all in, uh, to Microsoft server the next day and carried on where we were. And they've added a few people to the team, some, you know, extremely good people to the team. So, uh, the team's grown a little bit, but no, so far so good. Everything seems to be going great. So I'm assuming the Team Prize product is still going to live on, just probably rebranded or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's still um, the so Team the, the the full sort of details is uh, Microsoft bought the assets Team Prize and hired hired you know hired some key people, um, and uh, Microsoft in the in the 2010 release of of uh, Visual Studio and, and Team Foundation server, they're going to um, also be providing the cross-platform clients, you know, the Eclipse integration and the, the client for non-Windows systems. And, um, yeah, so that'll be a Microsoft branding, branded product. It will be a product that, um, you know, will be sold to customers. It's uh, It was very important to the customers. Um, the whole reason why this is being done is, you know, is because for such a key piece of their infrastructure, um, it was becoming clearer and clearer that, um, people wanted to sign, you know, one purchase order and to have one person to call if, if they wanted help on something. Um, and that person's going to be Microsoft. So, you know, if you need help in Eclipse on Linux, um, then the person you call with, uh, um, talking to T- for talking to TFS is the person you call is Microsoft product support, you know, and it gets rooted through that way. So obviously Microsoft are not that used to <laughs> selling, especially Visual Studio team, are not used to selling uh, Eclipse plugins written in Java. So uh, got some things to work out in terms of how how to ship a product, you know, that's um, that's a Java based product, how to get that shipped, and also making sure the field are already, you know, and the support people are ready to, to be able to help the customers with this product. So, in the meantime, between now and us actually shipping the, you know, the 2010 release, um, Team Prize, the, the company, the division of SourceGear, they still live on and they still sell and support the product. Um, and we have, uh, just, just like Team Prize had a close 
relationship with Microsoft. We, the former Team Prize developers, have a, a very close relationship with a with a support and sales group and help with those guys. You know, with, with customer issues and things. Um, yeah. So, good. so, so, is your your actual what you used to do for Team Prize? Did you basically just jump over to Microsoft and doing the same thing? Mm, yeah, basically. So, I'm I, my official title in Microsoft is um, a program manager. So, I'm I'm the program manager for the for the product formerly known as Team Prize. Still, still yet to have a name, and I'm I'm not holding anything back from you there. It still has yet to have a name. So, um, we're sort of trying to figure that out. So, what we, what exactly it's going to be called? But um, yeah, I'm I'm the program manager for that. So that basically means I'm like the you know customer I talk to customers a lot and um talk with partners a lot and feed the requirements kind of into the development team and make sure uh, that we're doing what the the market needs us to do in this product area. Excellent. But I'm also technical, obviously, you know you know you know me, I'm a I'm a developer really. So I'm a I'm a I'm actually a technical program manager. And usually I check in code, which is kind of unusual for a program manager. Not 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 that unusual but you know semi-unusual so um yeah i'm still checking in code every day and just checked in some changes today to do uh, i'm trying to think what it was today it was to do with um uh you know when you have um uh supporting tfs basic installations and you know tfs can be installed on like a client product now mm-hmm. uh, so now this is the thing i just did today was uh, making sure that if you pointed Team Prize at a TFS basic install, that the like the documents and the reports know that they don't show up if there isn't SharePoint and reports installed. Gotcha. So, yeah, all good Excellent. stuff. Well, you have been incredibly busy. You've been busy too, and because we we haven't introduced our guest yet. Even I'm feeling rude here. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'll get I'll get to him in just one second. I just want to tease our listeners. But with most the fact importantly, what's been happening with you, Mick? Exactly. No, <laughs> I want to tease our listeners with the fact that there is a super secret project coming up that Martin has been working on. But that's all we could with me and a couple of other people. But that's all we can say about it yet. You tune into next month's episode, and we'll give you a little more information about about that project. So, with that, let's introduce our guest. And Martin, I will give you the honor of introducing our guest today. Well, it's become a bit of a tradition for us, hasn't it? Here, to um, it's Christmas. It's the end of the year. People are kind of winding down a little for the Christmas holidays, and to kind of have a um, you know a review on what's happened last year and a review of what's happened next year. I'm pleased to invite Jeff Beeler back. Hi, Jeff. Hello. How are you guys doing? Great, thank you. Fantastic to have you again. Yes, yeah, it is. Sort of yes, spend every is. Christmas with you. We should have a fire going, and you know. <laughs> I know. I think last year I had a lot of snow around my house, but this year we just had a lot of rain. Oh. So it's a little bit different for me, but still, you know, we're winding up for the end of the year. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, like I wanted to uh, welcome Martin to Microsoft. Uh, you know, I've done it over email, but I haven't done it, in, uh, you know, kind of over the phone yet. So. Uh, it's it's pretty funny listening to you, Martin, uh, being interviewed on Radio TFS about a Microsoft product. So it's very strange. I, I guess that's the start of a long tradition here. Yeah, sadly. At least I edit these, so at least if I say anything I shouldn't, I can just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Expect my interviews to be very short in the future and a bit sort of clippy. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And no ums or ahs or anything like that. Exactly. I haven't got time to edit ums and ahs out anymore. I work for this really demanding company now. <laughs> so, I hey, keep me a little nervous hearing that you're checking in code as a program manager, though. I'm going to have to look at um, adjusting your permissions a bit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the, the Visual Studio code, I only have read, only access to you. Be glad to hear. <laughs> so, 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 Jeff, 
I, I'm going to do you like I did Doug Seven. I'm going to lay right into you with a question because it's a question that I, that I that I get from a lot of people, which is I'd like to have your take on why in 2010 our our lovely team system name has gone away. <laughs> Because yeah, that's a question really a that marketing we, question. <laughs> it, well, it it is, but I just did, that's some, and I'm not holding your feet to the fire. It's just that is something we I still get asked via email and other things, and I point them to Doug's post where he did a he did a really good talk on you know the reasonings why and you know the the market research and other things that went into it. But I didn't know if you had anything else that you wanted to to throw in there or pinned or or add. And sure. so, so you know, I think. Um, I, you know, all of the marketing reasons apply for sure around making sure that we've got a real strong brand identity around Visual Studio and, and all of that. And the, the kind of lack of brand recognition around the team system portion of the brand has also, you know, been a bit of a confusing point for a lot of our customers. But I think, um, it also reflects a change that is taking place inside the team. And, you know, Martin probably gets to see a little bit more of this now that he's uh, a blue badger. And that is that, uh, you know, we're now one uh, big team within the Visual Studio organization. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were actually two separate teams. There was a team system team and a, and a Visual Studio team. And uh, over the last year or so, we've really been trying to bring it together under, under one management um, one management group. And uh, as we look forward even into you know future products after the 2010 release, um, we're looking at more and more ways to bring uh, the various pieces of Visual Studio together so that, you know, there's a better integrated sort of story from all the way down in, um, you know, our express line all the way up into the, the high um, ultimate version of the product. And um, by, you know, helping us think of ourselves as one product and one team, uh, you know, I think we have a better chance of breaking down some of the unnatural barriers within our team uh, that have kept us from really exploring some really amazing ideas um, that, you know, really require us to reach across some of those um, those old boundaries between our teams. So, um, you know, while I I was uh, sad when we decided to to remove the team system brand from from our product, because you know I've I've been with the team since basically the first day, um, and had you know invested a lot of emotional energy around that. Uh, I think in the long run, um, from a business and customer perspective, uh, you know really breaking down those walls and having a, a common sort of brand across all of it, the common team. That's a great explanation. Thank you very much. Yeah, so, no problem. Mickey, you talk to like real people a lot, you know, out in the, out in the real world customers and things. How, how have the changes to like the licensing gone down? Um, for the most part, the, the, the few people that I've talked to that, that we've had discussions and mentioned it to, they're, 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 they like it. They're very excited about it. They love the fact that, that, that TFS is becoming more accessible to everybody. That, that's, that's one of the big things. And I think that's going to be great for everybody. I like giving everybody the, the ability to do, to do version control and the other things that TFS gives you is just going to be a, a very powerful tool for, for even your small developers now. And I've always been an advocate of using Team Foundation Server, whether you are a one person shop or a thousand person shop. So, I have it running on my uh, Windows Home server at the moment. Works great. So you know. Yeah, no. The uh, the improvements that we've made to the TFS installer and the ability now to install a client operating system have really uh, opened up a lot of doors for us that we haven't had in the past. And um, you know, I yeah, it's a real testament to the team that they were able to pull that together as quickly as they were. And and I think it really does allow us to 
have a greater um, reach into you know various markets that in the past we've just been out of just because of either complexity or some of the system requirements. Soma Sagar just posted a couple of days ago about extending the beta period for beta yep. two. Yep. So can you can you give our listeners any kind of information around that? Oh, absolutely. So um, you know, as soon as we released beta two of Dev Ten back in um, October, uh, we started receiving feedback from our customers on it. And um, a, a lot of the feedback was really encouraging around uh, the functionality and features and the scenarios that we've enabled um, with the product. Uh, we got, I'd say, about a 10x um, uh, increase in the number of people that were actually uh, using the product on a regular basis, and part of that is due to the go-live nature of the release, um, which has really just uh, increased our you know, coverage and the knowledge that we get from our customers on you know, what's working well and what's not working well. Um, obviously, we also get all sorts of bug reports from our customers. Um, but interestingly enough, we haven't seen a 10x increase in the number of bugs that we're getting, um, you know, from our customers. In fact, it's relatively stable from what we saw with Beta 1, um, which is pretty encouraging that, you know, we could have an increase in the usage without an increase um, in the bug reports. Um, and we've also heard from our customers about the performance in certain cases um, uh, of using the product. And uh, since we got some early feedback on that, we got pretty aggressive in understanding the, <clears throat> the overall situation and, and issued some new surveys and did some call downs, talked to a number of folks to really try to understand their perspective. And uh, through all of that, we identified a number of uh, hot spots within the product that I'd say since about the 1st of November, we have been uh, tackling with gusto, and um, uh, we've made some really good improvements, which we're pretty excited about. Uh, but given the amount of churn that we've um, encountered and the fact that we really want to make sure that it's right this time um, before we release, we decided to add a um, release candidate for Visual Studio product and, uh, you know, corresponding version of the framework. And uh, in order to do that in any sort of public way, uh, they're just logistical concerns that we have to take into account as we plan the remainder of our schedule. Uh, you know, there's uh, additional time it's required to, to do some uh, early testing as well as uh, some of the compliance things that we have to do. And then probably most importantly, enough time to respond to any uh, critical feedback that comes in. And so uh, just last week we announced that we'd add this release candidate for uh, the broad public uh, and then spend a little bit of time afterwards to respond to the feedback before we uh, go ahead and, and release the full product um, for uh, retail purchase. Well, there's so a, it's, oh, go ahead. I was just say there's a go live on this, going to be on this release candidate as well as the beta 2. You can, you can yeah, use it. it certainly, as we saw with um, you know the, the difference between beta 1 and beta 2 uh, in terms of the uptake and usage, uh, that go live uh, support is really important for customers to feel confident in in taking those builds um, into production and to really give us the feedback that we need in order to know that we're ready. Um, otherwise, it's you know without that go live, we just get some kind of tire kicking and some demos, but we don't get that sort of real in depth usage that uh, that we require to feel good about um, you know signing off on the release. So it certainly sounds like um, it's been worth the investment in in doing the go live to get people to use it how how expensive has that been you know is have you if you had a lot in has it cost a lot in terms of 
taking people out to support issues or is it has it actually been okay? Well, I'd say that the uh the cost kind of comes in a few different ways. Uh one is we need to make sure that the upgrade process from the previous version to the next version is um well worn and that we've done a, a good amount of testing. And so um you know it's that's certainly uh important for us to do the testing and all of that. Uh, to ensure that. And there's actually special code, you know, in our setup programs and some of our upgrade programs in order to, um, ensure that, you know, that, that works well. And so I'd say that's one kind of area of cost. The second one is, uh, the thing you're asking about in terms of additional support and, and all of that. You know, we have on staff, uh, a handful of folks that are responsible for, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that are responsible for Actually doing the support over the phone and, um, uh, it's, it's, you know, kind of baked into the, the cost of, uh, us doing development. So it's not something extra that we do in terms of, um, a, an additional expenditure or anything. Um, and then I'd say the last thing is, uh, the stuff that we do on the forums and, and getting the teams involved out there. And we want to take any reports really seriously, especially when it's in a go live sort of situation so that we can, um, you know, unblock customers. Even if they don't call directly into our support line, we want to make sure that the, the forums are lively so that we're able to respond quickly to any, any features or issues there. And then I'd say finally, um, we do offer, um, in those cases where there's a, a blocking issue, um, we'll go ahead and issue, uh, fixes for, for customers. And that does get a little bit expensive, so we'll really, um, you know, try to find any workarounds first, uh, for customers, uh, so that they don't have to go and patch the software. So, so I, I'd say it's, uh, well worth the increased, uh, level of usage that we get from customers, uh, because I, I don't consider it to be particularly expensive for us. So, so I've done enough of these interviews to know um, the answer to the question I'm about to ask you, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this question, which would okay. be, is there, do, do, do you have a ballpark estimate based off of now that you're doing an RC of when we might actually get this thing released to, to manufacturing? Like, you know, <laughs> this year, first half this year, second half this year. Again, I know the answer, but I just, you know, it's, it's fun to ask the question regardless. <laughs> it's fun to just watch me tap dance, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, I can say for confidence that, you know, we've named the product 2010, so I can, you know, I, I feel confident in saying that it'll be released by then. Um, I don't believe we've said, stated anything um, more specifically than that. I, I think one of the things Soma said, and I can reiterate here, is, we moved our launch date, which was previously set for March 22nd. We move, uh, we're working to move it out by a few weeks. And, you know, he's being a, a little bit vague on that. Um, as you might imagine, you know, we want to have confidence before we set another date. Um, and a few is, you know, you can kind of do your translation of what you think a few is. Um, but we really want to make sure that the products are generally available in that time frame as well. So, you know, I, uh, we wouldn't have a launch in, you know, March or April and then release product for general availability in the summer. That just, that just doesn't make sense to us. Um, so you can expect the launch and the release to be generally, you know, around the same time. Gotcha. So one of the things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's professional. <laughs> 
I'm going to have to get used to not answering questions like that now. L- luckily, I'm so far down the food chain, I actually don't know the answers, so I shouldn't be hard to act on. <laughs> I'm happy to give you lessons, Martin. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that you uh, take a keen eye on is the the community. And apart from, obviously, you know, hiring like me and Grant and, and William Bartholomew and, and, and dragging down the MVP community by, by taking out those people, how, how have you, how's your review of the community been in 2009? Yeah, let's see. So, uh, I think as you guys know from our last interview, um, in this time period, I've taken on a broader uh, perspective for the product. And now, instead of just being the team system chief of staff, I'm the Visual Studio chief of staff. And so that means that I've got purview over um, all of uh, the Visual Studio assets, which include, uh, you know, community pieces within uh, Visual Studio, kind of professional and express and all of that. And, um, you know, I, I still believe that the... Uh, Formerly known as Team System uh, MVPs and community in that space is, you know, one of the strongest that I've um, I've seen. Uh, I'm really impressed with the level of passion, excitement, support, um, and real engagement with the product team that that we get from, uh, you know, the community and especially the MVPs. Um, but I'm also excited to to get to know those folks that are you know more directly involved in some of the compiler pieces or you know, into some of the framework um, aspects of the product. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's a, that's a kind of a new area for me to, to explore and really get to know better. Um, but with, um, with 2010, we've got some new, uh, things that we've got planned for our website and some, um, you know, we're really looking forward to the MVP summit that's coming up here in the, uh, about a month, um, I guess a few months from now. Uh, and, you know, we're, uh, Pretty soon now we'll be starting to talk about, uh, you know, what comes after 2010 and looking for community input, uh, into that process as well. Woohoo! <laughs> so you've been using the 2010 product in-house for a while, I assume. Yep. That's what, right. what are, what are some of the, the new features or, or, or things that are in there that you've used that, that have helped you do your job better? Is there anything in particular that stands out that you go, oh, this is, you know, really cool. I want to tell somebody about it. <laughs> well, so we've been using uh, portions of the 2010 product for, gosh, coming up on probably three years now, um, which is pretty exciting for us uh, as we got started in some of it really early. Um, and some of those early things, you know, we've talked about before are things like the hierarchical work items and some of the linked um, work item uh, capabilities that we've now included. And it seems like forever ago that we actually did that work. And, you know, it's hard to believe that, you know, customers that are using our retail products don't actually have access to that stuff. But it's, um, those are super powerful features that we use a lot now internally as we, um, connect our, you know, day to day tasks to the features that we're developing, um, and have some sort of traceability and understanding of how all the work relates. Uh, so, in me and my job, those are you know, some of the features that I um, really appreciate. Obviously, the developers uh, are really appreciate things like IntelliTrace, uh, which are helping folks really get to the bottom of uh, bugs uh, earlier uh, in the in the cycle and not uh, not require as much of the kind of 
the no repro banter that sometimes happens within the teams where, you know, somebody will say, hey, I can't reproduce this problem, um, and the tester comes back and says, well, that's how it works on my machine, and, you know, all of that. So, um, I, I've certainly seen some improvements, you know, on the team from, uh, folks being able to, to point at things like IntelliTrace and say, this is really good, good stuff. And we're certainly hearing about that from our external customers as well. So that's always nice. Excellent. One of, one of the uh, things we've been using a lot, um, you know, so we, as we set up the, the new team, um, we've had a couple of, um, really good, uh, testers join the team. So, you know, Microsoft have a, a career track. I'm on the PM career track and there's a, a software, you know, develop SDE track and there's a software developer in test track. And, uh, we've had a couple of those guys, what well, guys and gals join the team and man, they're good. <laughs> man, your <laughs> testers are good. Yeah. It's frightening. Cause in, in like, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to a point here, but in the, in the real world, so testers aren't that good. And, uh, no, no offense to any testers listening, but if they're just not, they're just, you know, they're more, they tend to be more business focused and more worried about the business concerns, you know, r- rather than, um, I guess because the, the business of Microsoft is, is software, I guess. So anyway, one of the things we've been using a lot, um, is the test manager, you know, um, and the testing features in it, um, I've demoed of them a few times, but we've actually been using them, you know, um, in, in, in anger and it's been surprisingly effective. It's actually, it, um, there's the ability to be able to extend data collectors. So you know how, um, the test manager can collect data about what's going on. And there's obviously, as, as everything you would expect with Visual Studio, there's a way of extending it and Team Foundation Server. So, um, we extend it and like collecting data about, you know, the Java environment and the Eclipse environment. So even though we're, we're doing like cross-platformy stuff, we're still, uh, we're still able to use the product heavily there for manually managing the test case. So that's cool. And the other thing I was going to say, uh, Mickey, that I've been really enjoying, um, we've got, we've added this new feature into the, it's in my own product. So I can't, I didn't, I didn't write it though. So I can say I like it, but it's to do with the, um, when you start, if you, as you start typing, in um uh in eclipse um it checks out the file in the background for you and it kind of assumes everything's going to check out okay you know so it lets you start typing and stuff and so it just doesn't interrupt you at all you know you just see this little background progress generate thing as it's checking out the file and then you hit save and as long as it's checked out the file before you hit save and it just saves straight away but if it, it you know if it hasn't then you have to wait a bit until it's finished checking out the file before it lets you save and oh, that's cool yeah and it comes back with doing um you know and if there's a problem then it'll tell you but it, you know we try to work on the on the basis that uh, 99% of times there isn't a problem actually checking out the file, but you've already got in your workspace. So, uh, so yeah, and there's been a lot of things like that also in Visual Studio of, of just getting stuff out of your face, you know, making it a lot more usable and making it a lot, um, yeah, definitely, you know, there's a lot of feedback gone into this release. It's pretty cool. So, Jeff, how did you find the transition to be when you went from transitioning from, um, you know, like you said, the team system chief of staff to the Visual Studio chief of staff? Was it was it pretty smooth, or were you like, you know, here's the fire hose, start drinking, as they opened up the email on yeah, you even it's more? Really, it's really interesting. Um, you know, from a team perspective, uh, the the team system team and the rest of Visual Studio really have, while they were kind of born together, or at least you know the team system team used to really be part of Visual Studio. Um, it really grown apart to some extent. 
Uh, in fact, Team System has moved into a separate building on the Redmond campus than the rest of Visual Studio, and you know we had a separate GM, and it just was one of these situations where that team really had kind of developed or has developed a, a culture that's really quite different. And so um, that's the culture I'd kind of grown up in um, in my current tour of duty here at Microsoft. And so uh, you know, switching back and really trying to take a broader perspective um, over the entire organization has really uh, been a stretch for me. And I've enjoyed, you know, kind of getting to know the rest of the Visual Studio organization and getting to know their culture and their approach. And, um, you know, it's not to say that one's better than the other. It's just, it's just different. And so, uh, you know, they have different concerns like, um, team system is really, uh, from, from the early get go has been, you know, about enterprises and about, you know, kind of a high end product, uh, focused on, you know, uh, solving team wide problems and, you know, hopefully making some money at the, at the, uh, the get go. And then, um, but the professional and lower end products like the express products are really about, you know, addressing, um, platform concerns and making sure that we have the best support for the Microsoft platforms and, you know, revenue and some of that stuff is, is not as important. It's more about adoption and making sure that we get lots of copies out there so that we have a high, you know, um, uh, share counts as well. And so, uh, it turns out that, you know, when you have those two kind of competing concerns, there are, uh, differences that you have to really take into account. And so trying to come up with a strategy that helps, you know, make sense in, in, across the entire business, uh, you know, it's been interesting, a, a challenge for us. But, um, you know, I think as we bring these together, uh, into a really a, a single coherent family, again, I think it's really gonna, um, you know, be good for, us in terms of our business as well as good for the customers. Excellent, excellent. Well, we're, we'll start wrapping up here in a second. I had a couple other quick questions for you, which is, as people, Beta 2 is out there now, there's an RC yep. coming at some point that people can use. Where do the people need to go to give you to give feedback to Microsoft as they start using this, as they start playing with this product and putting it in place, that kind of thing? Yeah, so uh, there are a number of ways that you guys can give us feedback, and we always appreciate hearing from you. Um, there, uh, you know, I'd start with uh, saying any sort of bug reports that you have uh, some sort of repro case for us and, you know, want to be able to tell us more about, you know, your experience in, in finding issues with the product, you can go to connect.microsoft.com slash Visual Studio. Uh, and that, uh, as you file issues or you search for issues in there, that's really uh, linked directly into our version of the bug database. And so, uh, you know, we can hear directly from you and interact with you in that way. Uh, if you find something that's similar to the issue you're running into, you can vote on it. And we look at, um, you know, our top voted issues to make sure that we're really addressing those things that come in. Uh, and a lot of people are reacting to this. So we always appreciate that. Uh, if you have questions about how to use the product or you just want some help or something like that, uh, you can always go to the forums. Uh, and I suspect we can post a link to the the uh, support forms for the beta two products um, as part of the webcast or the the um, show notes. What do you call yep. this thing? Yep, <laughs> the show notes. We, that that'll the be in the. Thank you. <laughs> and then finally, um, we I mentioned we have a survey that we've been taking uh, that provides us all sorts of uh, good information, more on a um, you know kind of uh, qualitative basis where you can type in your thoughts about, you know, how you think uh, Visual Studio is doing and kind of the higher level sort of perspective. 
and that's available from our uh, homepage for the, the Beta 2 release. And, uh, you know, I, I make sure that I read through all the comments that come in. I can't promise that we're going to be able to address all the issues, but it really does help to hear from folks and, and get a sense of how they, they think things are going. Uh, and it certainly impacted our um, approach to what to do after Beta 2 was released. So, uh, once again, uh, you know, that sort of feedback is really important to us. Excellent. Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you being on the show. And on behalf of Mark and myself, we, we, again, thank you for taking time out of your Christmas schedule to, to come on and talk to us about Visual Studio and Team Foundation Server. We really do appreciate it. Well, I've really enjoyed it, and uh, I certainly look forward to doing this uh, in the years to come. And for all of our listeners out there, Stay tuned. We've got more episodes coming. It looks like the new year promises to be very, very exciting. So on behalf of Martin Woodward, this is Mickey Gousset with Radio TFS saying we'll see you next time.